This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. for this week minus one jeff glucker this week uh we've got uh, our good friend jonathan klein back on filling in who's quickly becoming kind of our go-to backup uh i believe i should be co-host now i a year you're approaching co-host i yeah. think at this point um yeah and i think you're gonna be i'm gonna drag you into doing some co-hosting duties uh it's sema so uh i'll definitely be there i guess i'll talk about that real quick because I, i've been doing a lot of stuff with that over the last couple of days um so we're going to be doing Hooniverse podcasts from SEMA. Uh, my company, Shout Engine, is going to have a little setup within the Magnaflow booth, who has been very generous with giving us space because they pay a lot of money for those booths. Uh, and we're going to have a table there set up. So if we're recording and, or, you know, come by and just check it out. Um, if uh, if we're not recording, feel free to say hi. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be there. Uh, Camden Tub with Jason Connor is going to be recording. Uh, Drive Clean with Larry Casillo is going to be recording. Um like I said, we're going to be doing a bunch of Hooniverse. Um, there's a project that I'm going to be working on that I'm not talking about yet, but we're going to be recording that there. Uh, and um, potentially, uh, we're going to see, may get a couple of other shows that are on Shout Engine also recording at SEMA. But we'll be there uh, set up from the from the Tuesday that SEMA starts until Thursday because I don't like staying for Friday at SEMA because it's a mess. So third to the fifth. Yes, the third to the fifth. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be SEMA. And, uh, yeah, I figured to tell you guys now because it's coming up quick, real yeah. quick. What, a month away? Not even? Not even. I had three weeks. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. Oh. Hey, but then we only have L.A., and then we're done for the year with shows. Yeah, until Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to go to Detroit. Do you have well, to go to Detroit? I don't think so. I don't think I'll have to go to Detroit. Yeah, Bold Rides probably doesn't even have the budget to send you to Detroit. Right? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell have you been up to, man? Uh, we've been doing lots of stuff. Uh, we were just at track day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, I saw you and Jason posted up a video. Yeah, uh, me and Jason and uh, Manuel Carrillo from Internet Brands. Yeah, Manny. I haven't seen him in a little bit. Yeah, uh, we all uh, went up to track day, and that was a lot of fun. We got into shenanigans. Lots of shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> I've heard that there were some things that uh, you were not too fond of the ATSV. No, 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 no. Compa- CTSV. Well, okay. You were, t- you were, okay, so let's frame this. You get some time with the C63, the first real time you got with the C63, right? Yes. Yes. So that, that is properly fast. And the week yeah. before, I had the M3. Okay. Um, so it was a cool kind of. Comparison it's very between, close, yeah, it's very compa- which is uh, rare close. because a lot of times, if you're not in the big magazines, we don't get to review all that stuff back to back to back. Right, we get the scraps because we're the little outlets. Oh, so yeah. we have to it wait. Took, what ten years for us to get a Veyron for an hour and a half? Although, to be honest, you're very fortunate that you got the Veyron because a lot of outlets, a lot of smaller outlets, were oh, yeah. even. I mean, that was cool that they gave. I to I count myself lucky for that yeah, one. Yeah. That was that was a cool experience. Uh, but back to the M3 and the C63. Yeah. Uh, but I did get to drive the ATSV um, probably about a couple months ago at yeah. Road America, and that was really good. But it really can't hold a candle to the M3 and the C63. It feels very much less refined than the other two. Where yeah. it feels, I don't know, the M3 feels very. Do you think it's almost scalpel like? Does it? feel does the atsv feel like it's gone a little too track focused and then the other ones are still a balance between street and and performance mm, i don't know about that I, yeah it feels a little bit slower than the other two which is funny because the numbers don't bear that no the number i mean it is definitively it's the fastest of the three right the chassis feels great it feels yeah the well, ATS chassis has yeah, always been spectacular yeah. the alpha platform is great it it feels great on track it just it might have something to do with the revs. It it revs very quickly, but you can't really hear it, so it doesn't really translate speed all that well. Yeah, that new V6 doesn't have a lot of character. I mean, it's a good motor, but it doesn't have a lot of character, if you right. know what I mean. Yeah, it it doesn't wind out like the M3 motor. It, yeah. The M3 motor winds, and it winds and winds and winds, and you can actually hear it um, when you're doing it. 
but like the, I don't get that same kind of feeling from the ATSV. No, I mean, it's a, I mean, we're talking the difference between an inline six and a V six that was, you know, a V six that's largely built for more, you know, more it has its origins and commodity purposes because right. that's a derivative of the V six that goes in. All of the GM cars are the V6 with a 3.6 liter. Right. So, I mean, not that that's a bad thing because I think it's a well-sorted no, I mean, yeah. motor, but it doesn't have personality. It break. Yeah. And if you if it does break, the parts will be cheap because it's, it's shared across every single right. platform. And, and I have a feeling that that's, that's a motor that's probably just a little bit of tuning and some exhaust work away from making a lot of power. 600. Yeah. Is, who's I was, doing it already? I, well, I was talking to Johnny O'Connell because oh, okay. he was there giving hot laps in the ATSB. Yeah. And he was just like... It's it's pretty much like my race motor. I mean, not much is different. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it was just They've like... got different heads on them, that much yeah, I know. Like different connecting arms, but that was like, not much. Yeah. I mean, a set of rods and heads, I mean, yeah, it's not cheap, but I mean, $4,000 in... You're looking at 600 horsepower. That's a lot of power for that car. That's That's, that's Drift power. Monster at that point, oh, isn't yes. it? Because yeah. that motor's... That, that car's already a little tail happy. Yes. So... Um, the... Is that Pirelli's on it or Pilot Super Sports? I think it's Pilot Super Sports because the CTSV has Pilot Super Sports. I think all I think the C sixty three, the BMW, and the Caddy are all running Super Sports. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I had yeah because I made a mention of that in the M three. Yeah, you and I think Johnny Lieberman mentioned that as well, and I was just like, that's nice for comparison purposes because now yeah, everything's it's an going even on the playing same field. Stuff. Yeah. 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 So okay, so off of that, so. Given that, you know, that's been kind of a journalist's favorite, it was a little surprising to me that, that you know, I mean, clearly the C63 and, and the M3 are nicer cars because the ATS is in need of a refresh that I believe is coming for next year. Yeah, the gauges in the Q system are just, they're not up to par. And the steering wheel is a little too fat for how I like it. I like it a little bit thinner. Have we gone beyond that point of... A little bit. It's it's is it chode is it burly yeah. chodish at this point? Yeah, it's it's too fat. It's, it's too girthy. Yeah. It's it's too girthy. Um but I don't know, the M three just out of the three, the M three is my favorite. Okay. Uh, even though I think that the C sixty three is probably faster than all of them. So with the M three, which variant were you driving? Were you driving the manual or the D C T? Manual. The manual. Yeah. I didn't particularly like that car in the canyons with the manual. Oh, no. You took them on the wrong canyons. We were flying through uh, Little Tonga. Like, okay. Properly flying. Um, it was one of the first times I had been back into that canyon since I wrecked in there. Mm-hmm. And hold on. This thing is like popping out. Okay. But I was, I was going very, 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 very fast. Okay. And it, it felt planted like more than anything else and you looked at the tires afterwards and you could tell that they were doing their job see i was doing and this is not the ideal car for these canyons but i was doing decker and um and uh, latigo in that car and there's so much latigo is too tight for well with that manual transmission it just didn't suit it well in that like i felt like i could have controlled it much better if i had the dct just because you're probably forever heel towing in that canyon in that car, and the gearing was just not great for it. I think that that to me is a car that I'd be okay having the DCT in it. You know, I don't feel that I'd need a manual in that in that sp- specific car. If you get it on a little bit more of an open canyon road, the manual is a phenomenal thing. Yeah, it's just too tight on those little roads. Yeah, Latigo is just entirely too tight for that. And unfortunately, as it, as it got blown up today, our little inter-journalist secret of Highway 33 is a great road for a car like that. But unfortunately, our friends, and I'm using that word in quotes tonight, <laughs> I love them to death. Fuckers. Jesus Christ, you Jalopnik guys fucked us hard today. With That's okay. Roof. They didn't tell like half the other canyon roads. Yeah, but I that just, was a really good one. So yeah. now I'm like, okay, I can't drive it for two months. Yeah. I, I had I had tweeted at uh, Patrick and I was just like I just started labeling mm-hmm. roads and I was just like pretty much all California. You guys just don't get that because you are in flat lands and boring. Yeah. Well, it, it always has been very funny to me that Jalopnik. I mean, yes, they're a Gawker property, so they're based out of New York, but it's hard to get in a good day's driving, especially when you're in the city because it's an you adventure. You have to go outside of it. It's an adventure just to get outside the city. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it is a little bit in L.A. too, but it's almost more accessible. It's funny. As big and as traffic-ridden as L.A. is, in some regards, it's almost more accessible because it's easy. It's easy-ish to get into and out of when you want to. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, the Malibu Canyons, they are directly outside the city. You know, whereas in New York, you can go a little ways. Even, like, I live, what, half hour, 45 minutes away from here? Mm-hmm. I have access to 16 different, like, canyon roads within five minutes of my house. Yeah. I mean, it's even when, you know, got out here and, you know, been driving with, like, you know, Chris Harris and, and guys like that, they come out here from Europe and, and they're like, Jesus, these roads are crazy. I mean, and they see some phenomenal oh, roads. Yeah. But the 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 fact is, is it's not just one. It's it's you know we go to the Malibu Canyons. There's like 15 roads there that are some of the greatest driving roads that you'll ever see. Well, I mean, look at like Angel's Crest. It bleeds into six different roads right from the two. Yeah. So it's, it's like okay, well, which way do I want to explore Basically, today? If you, if you go off anything branching off Mulholland Drive, it's going to be a phenomenal road. Yeah. Uh, and then some of them are so beautifully complex and tight that the police don't patrol them because well, they can't they, they can't go anywhere they can't they, stop anywhere to like they there's no watch. turn off for yeah. them to stop and to take an explorer or a uh, charger on those roads it's they're, they're, they can't do anything you're gone yeah you're you're really really gone fast if you can drive yeah. and let's be honest a lot of the cops can't really drive that great you do have an exception where some do but this whole idea of like shuffle steer being an efficient way to drive Ooh. is the most retarded notion ever um but anyway so let's get back to the the press day with the that was with the mpg right yep um so you had the m3 which clearly you adore i do and that was your first seat time in the c63 though right yes, that, and that car, was the s right yeah that okay. is the 505 horsepower version so yep. it is a hammer in the best way possible that doesn't surprise me though mercedes always has built a fantastic engine it's not even that. Like, even the chassis is pretty good, too. Um, I took turn 8 to turn 9 at 100 miles an hour sideways in and that I car. just felt very composed. Yeah. It was like, I could go faster if I really wanted to. So, I really like the previous the previous C63. That motor was fantastic. And the new one is very good. It doesn't and sound as good. I will say that. I won't doubt it. I mean, it's turbo and it's smaller. Yeah. Um, it, sounds, it still sounds good, but not... As good. The old the old six point two is a great motor, but it's just phenomenal. Do you feel the chassis is much more sorted on this one? Yeah, except for the rear end of it. Uh, yeah. Rear end at speed kind of feels a little floaty. It kind of has I don't know some type of weird vibration into it, and it could have just been just because it's a press car and it's been beaten to hell. Yes, um, but they at super high speed. Allegedly, it it got a little bit. Light in the back end. And I believe we have uh, the smoking tire crew coming back. Let me uh, pause right now. Let's see. Sorry about that little pause there. We thought we were going to get interrupted, but it was uh, not the TST crew coming back. Um, So where were we? So C63, a little shaky in the rear, you said, right? A little bit of shaky in the rear. Um, Uh, But that was at allegedly very, very fast speeds. Yes. Well... And those were on racetrack conditions, so that's fun. yes, race cash, tra- racetrack conditions. Uh, so C sixty three. How was the transmission sorted? Because that was my one gripe with the old C sixty three. Much better than the last generation. Okay, okay, because it, that it feels, that was the Achilles heel of that car. It it's it's not as lumbery as the last one. the The last one it wasn't even a dual clutch, was it? No, it was not. No, this one. This I don't one believe this good. one is either, though. Mm, are you sure? I don't know. I'm fairly sure it's still an automatic. It feels like more like a dual clutch. Yeah, but but I mean, it's just it's, that's the it's thing. A much smoother. Engine. Automatics it, have yeah, gotten so a, fucking good now. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of it's wishy washy. Like, you it's know, a much smoother transmission. A good ZF or even one. the Lexus eight speed. It's just like those are damn good automatics. Oh yeah. You know, um, it's. I really really want to drive the C sixty three. That's that's on my short list of things I need to drive. As a matter of fact, I may. I may get a hold of page one after this and go, I need a C63. Been, um, I, I hopefully have one coming uh, somewhat time in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to the rep, and she said I should be on the list. So. I The last time I spoke to Mercedes, they basically said, we have no interest in ever talking to you. <laughs> uh, which is, I, I've been bugging them for the last like two months, so they which, have to talk to me. Which is funny, because I'm on... 
I, you know, between who knows, Jeff has a fairly decent relationship with Mercedes, yeah, and Matt also has a decent relationship with Mercedes. So I'm on two shows that are very friendly with them, and they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. Screw me, I guess. That's fine. Uh, but I, that's a car I really want to get some seat time in because, I mean, I've driven the M3. I spent a second in the ATSV, um, and uh, yeah, the C63. I, I like I like Mercedes for the most part. I wouldn't want to own one on a long term basis. I would. I lease don't one. like. I don't like their infotainment system. The new infotainment system looks like just like a tacked on iPad, and they, that's uh, they, they, always that, bugged me. Yeah, they've done that in every car, and I don't know who made that decision. Well, they should be slapped because it looks terrible. It looks terrible in the Mazda. It looks terrible in the Mercedes. Yeah. It, well, they've done it. They've done that in every Mercedes since the A45s. Oh yeah, the new generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks awful in that too. Um, it really does. It looks like it looks like a cheap pa- a tablet, like the ones that you see when you go to the Walmart. pharmacy, <laughs> yeah, Walmart. Yeah. The pharmacy cheap tablets that are thirty five dollars that sit up on the shelf and collect dust because mm-hmm. everybody's like, I don't want that piece of shit. It looks like that super glued on a dashboard. Yeah, I wonder if you can get those cars in Europe without that, and maybe that's why they do it. Hmm. I don't know. I've seen. And then they only need to have one dash. You know what I mean? Could be. But that, that it just still looks so terrible. It's it's bad. It's just bad. Yeah. I um, I really like the systems now, but it downgrades the car. Like it just it makes the whole car look a lot more cheap than it actually. I, I don't is. understand why they they everybody feels like they need to. You know, and I've said this a million times, but you're not going to beat the phones at this game. No. You know. Provide some very basic functionality on that, but just acquiesce to the fact the phone's going to do a better job than you are. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not like anybody that's buying a C63 is not going to have an iPhone or an Android. They're going to. Yeah. Let Android Auto and Apple AirPlay, you know, AirPlay do their thing. It's it, it's just they're very they're both very good systems. Um, but, you know, of course, they want the upsell on NAV and all the other crap, too. But it's just like, I, I don't know how stupid the people are. I mean, how oblivious are you if you're order if you're paying extra for NAV when you're walking into the place with a $600 phone in your pocket? Fairly stupid. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, That's why most NAV systems are now built in with another package that usually people buy. Yeah. I guess it's probably going to be a thing until everybody goes, yeah, we don't want your crap. We don't want your crap. If that ever actually happens, because people are stupid. That's the thing is that, you know, I look at it and, and, you know, my background and all the software stuff, and I look at what Detroit doing, and I'm like, you people have no fucking clue. They they really don't get software at all. It's just, it's, they're so far behind, you know, let's be honest. I mean, software development happens here on the West Coast. This yeah. is where it all happens. For them to get it right, they would need to establish centers that are here so that they can stay competitive, because... From my perspective, why would I move to Detroit, take a giant pay cut, and then have to live in Michigan when I could, I could, you know... A friend just did that. One of my writer friends, Andrew Kroc, yeah. uh, shout out to you, uh, he just took a job at CNET uh, as their like auto editor, Yeah, but he had to move to Detroit. I was just like, mm, that really sucks. Move out here. Yeah. So much nicer. Warm climates and... Everything is here. Yeah, I've dealt with shitty weather. I grew up in it. I, I, yeah. don't, re- I don't really want to deal with it. Um, yeah, you get Never a lot again. of bang for your buck as far as housing goes in Michigan. I mean, my buddy Joe that I just went out for his wedding party thing was, uh, I mean, their house is gorgeous. And I, I, you know, I told them that if that was in my neighborhood, it'd be like a $3 million house. Yeah. It, it was it was a very nice house. But, I mean, yeah, your dollar goes further. But at the same time, it's just like you also cut yourself off from other options. Because if that work ever dries up there, now you're in Michigan. What else are you going to do? It's also eight months out of the year. You're sub-zero temperatures. So that just – like how do you even drive cars at that point? Like I, I've driven – I did it for 28 years. But how do you test cars like that? You don't. You know, And that's that was one thing in my trip to Michigan. I really – you know, cars are – Largely a product, you know, up until very recently, cars have been a product of the region that they originate in. Yeah. And spend, and that was the first time I really spent any appreciable amount of time in Michigan. And I finally kind of got, oh, this is why we built big lumbering barges for so long. Because Michigan is flat with the occasional 25-foot rise in a hill, and then it goes back down. Mm-hmm. There is nothing there, Mm-mm. you know. 
there is no concept of a corner or a curve. So no wonder we were all driving around on freaking variations of fucking Oldsmobiles designed in 1960 for 35 years. You know, it's there was no demand for it because they were they they, they weren't going to test it there. As far as I knew, that was kind of everything was leveled by glaciers. Yeah, it just came through and just literally like took a level to everything in the Midwest and just like oh everything's flat. Yeah, it's. And no wonder drag I mean, drag racing is obviously a big thing here because you can do it on every fucking street. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what uh, we used to do in high school, allegedly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I lived in Florida for a while, and, and that was... Highway pulls were the big thing in Florida. Yep. Highway pulls, you know? And it was, you'd get on, like, the Florida Turnpike, allegedly. Well, it was... We're well past statute of limitations. Probably, yeah. this was This is when I was in my early 20s. I'm in my mid-30s now, so fuck it. We used to just go on the Florida Turnpike, and we'd send a couple guys ahead and a couple guys behind on radios, and they'd be a mile or two back, and there was not that much... There was not that much Florida Highway Patrol to patrol it, and we'd basically just line up races with friends up and down the Florida Turnpike. Because in the middle of the night, there was no traffic on it. Never. It was relative... I mean, yes, racing is dangerous and all that, but, I mean, to be perfectly honest... You're on a perfectly straight road with immaculate pavement in Florida. There's the with, by the way, giant medians with concrete barriers, so you're not going into oncoming traffic. Right. It's almost physically impossible for the most part. Um, yeah, and that's how we used to race. And everything in Florida is a highway pole, just like everything in Texas is all highway poles and everything, because there is no, you know, the cars are a product of the environment, and. You don't see a ton of huge horsepower cars out here. I mean, yes, there are just because by virtue of California being such a big place. Yeah. But you see a lot more stuff that's kind of canyon tuned. Oh, yeah. Way more canyon tuned. I mean, yeah. we used to just do, I mean, same thing with us uh, in Illinois, but we just closed down roads and cornfields. Just yeah. be like, yeah, there's nothing around and at 3 a.m. Just, okay, let's go see how fast our cars are. That, and when you start getting into cornfield territory, you start dealing with like, very local cops. Yeah. And they're kind of like, eh, just go home, kids. <laughs> Pretty much. Because you could be doing a lot worse things. Oh, yeah. You know. It's, I mean, you don't get that leeway when you're in a major metropolitan area. But, no. you know, when you're still out and, you know, with not, in a town with not a lot going on, there's a little more leeway. Because everybody knows each other. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Now that we've touched on the finer points of drag racing, <laughs> illicit drag racing, um, what else? So, what else did you get to drive while you were out at the MPG track day? Um, C- uh, CTSV. Okay. Which went into lit. Okay, so we we got there the first day because I had to do like some qualifying thing because they didn't accept my racing history for like dirtfish or anything. Uh, really? You, yeah, you just- had you went in with real credentials. Yeah. Um, but they didn't accept that, so I had to be there the first day. Uh, so we did uh, just a qualifying, like, three laps with a pro driver, which was really dumb. Mind-numbing? Mind-numbing. Um, and then we got to just drive them on street. And the first day, the CTSV was kind of, like, in limp mode. It felt very slow. It felt like it had 400 horsepower rather than 640. And I was kind of like, I said it in the review, uh, I think that went out today, I was just like, kind of feel disheartened with this car right now it's like it's not giving me the full 640 horsepower yeah and then the next day when it was on track it's like this is a completely different animal this is uh, like i I got the full 640 yeah and it was a monster did you get it the second day did you get it earlier in the day where it hadn't been beat on all day i got it early in the day i was one of the first ones that drove it and then um i drove it twice more just to see if you know, if it, it would go into the limp mode, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, yep. it's it, those cars. So the LT4 has a massive heat problem, and it's not a cooling problem per se. No, it's the 1.9 liter supercharger. That's 1.7. Over. It's 1. Jesus. 1.7. They're spinning it way too fast. Yeah, I've talked about clocking it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about yeah. it, talked about it with Gil Banks. I've talked about it with a handful of people. That blower is too small for that motor. They're trying to overdrive it, and it's just. You know, the problem is immediately alleviated by throwing the 2.3 liter, 2.3 liter blower on it. Yeah. Lingenfelter will do it right now, and it immediately gets like a 100 horsepower bump. Fixes all the heating issues. I mean, ideally, I'd like to see them go. I'd, I would have rather seen them turbo that motor, but. In the in the CTSV, it would have been really good with a turbo. That car would. I mean, imagine, 
we know what Mercedes does with the Turbo V8. Imagine that GM with the Turbo V8 with all that extra displacement. I mean, it'd probably be no shit. It'd probably be a 750, 800 horsepower motor mm-hmm. with just a turbo swap. Yeah, it's crazy. Hellcat what? That's what it would turn into. Yeah, well, you know, the, and that's the interesting thing is the CTSV. I kind of look at it as it's the more refined Hellcat because it has exactly the same power to weight ratio. Yeah. Um, but it's a much nicer car. Oh, yeah. The interior is spectacular. Isn't it amazing how GM's gotten that CTS interior so fucking good? Like, I, it is, the ATS is kind of, eh, it's, it's, it's due for a revision, and I get it. They'll probably get it right on the next one because that yeah. was the first generation. And there was still a lot of leftover that they borrowed from older developments. Um, the CTS. CTS is nice. The CTS is really nice. That is that is an interior I'd love just to take on a long road trip across the country, and it would never feel like it was. I haven't. Driven, I mean, I drove or, the V Sport. I haven't driven the V yet. Uh, it's the seats are great. Yeah. How yeah. did the transmission agree with you? Um, it got whiny when I tried to go into a lower gear. Yeah, but that was it. Okay. Other than that, it was it was pretty compliant. Felt like it matched the car. Yeah, That's, it just it just did not want to downshift when I wanted it to downshift. Yeah, so it was in nanny mode a little bit. Yeah, how? What were you? Where were you, where were you in the rev range that were? Mm, I was probably like four, like even like going into like three, and it still just did not want to. Downshift. So it was extra. It was being extra cautious. Yeah. So you would have probably popped on eighteen hundred RPM, and then it's good to sixty five, I believe. Yeah. So. It would have been good, especially in some of the corners on Willow. Yeah. I I have seen a couple of things, though. Randy Pope's being the one that I remember best saying that that car drives better in fully automatic than it does with a manual mode. Yes, it does. It's just supposedly very, very smart. I haven't spent any time with it yet, but it's, you know, it looks at a number of different things and goes... Okay, we look at yaw, we look at, you know, we look at where weight is sitting in the chassis, and then we go, okay, we think you're going to be turning, let's drop you a gear. It sorts it out very, very good, uh, or very, very well. Uh, but it just, yeah, in manual mode, it's a little bit dull-witted. Or nannying. Does that car now feel unnecessarily fast? No. No. <laughs> I but I, I I'm not the right person to ask that. Yeah, I like psychotic cars that have too much horsepower. Um, it feels it feels right for the weight of that car and like the girth and like the overall size of that car. Which is funny. Forty is it's perfect. It's it's a big car, but slightly it's but it's lighter than its competition. Yeah, it's lighter than the E Class. It's lighter than the M5. If the motor worked. It would be the complete package, but right now, because of the motor issues, it feels like I said in the I, I said it in the thing in the article. It's like it feels like a beta test. It feels like it's they're trying think, to get there, but it's just not. I think they off. really botched this first revision of the LT4 because the vets are having problems, CTSV is having problems. Um, I feel like this is something that they're probably going to have to swap out to another blower. They have to. It's just. Because this is not like this has been a 1Z, 2Z thing where occasionally it's been a problem. This has been a consistent problem with, like, half the people reviewing the car. Yeah. So that's something that you can't ignore. Well, when you have Motor Trend with a, a broken Z06. Yeah. And they're just like, we can't even do anything with Which this Which is unfortunate right because that probably would have scored very, very well in their review had that not broken. Yeah. So it and, and it was least, the same thing. It would have at least pushed the Miata out of the top. Three. Uh, when Drive, you know, was in Texas, the ATSV they had, they gave them a pre-production uh, car that had oil that had oil issues, so it was overheating like a motherfucker. And it's just like, well, if you're going to do this, stop giving out pre-production cars that you know are not fully sorted, especially when you're talking about a, you know, national media coverage like being on NBC as that episode was, mm-hmm. or. You know, be being in a major Caparo like Motor Trend or Car and Driver, where those are their biggest selling issues of the year, and there's a lot of there's a lot of dick wagging over those ones. Oh yes, um, it's just I I don't understand it from a product management standpoint. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's not good business. So it also it it feels like the the same engineers that were like in charge of the Z twenty eight. It doesn't feel like they were in charge of these cars. No, like, I it's mean like. 
Give them the same stuff. You got Oppenheimer running the Camaro program, and he's a fucking lunatic. Tad Jukter is, too, though. Yeah. But I... You know, the, the Z06 is not a Z06 anymore. It's not what the Z06 was. It's a different car. It's a ZR1. It's closer to a ZR1, but even then, the ZR1 never had these heating issues. I mean, well, a ZR1... Well, blower. It did. It had the 2.9. And the ZR1 is quietly a faster car. Yeah. It's not... The chassis is not quite as, as good as, a Z, as the new Z06 is out of the factory, although that can be rectified pretty easily. Um but it is actually the faster car because it doesn't have all the aero drag. The C6 is actually a much faster car. Yeah. Um, I mean, a base C6 with the right gearing will push almost 200 miles an hour. That's just insane. And C7 won't come close. I mean, they're nicer. I mean, the C7 is a superior car in many ways. But if you're looking on a car that's from a pure performance standpoint of, like, a car that you're willing to beat the shit out of and you're willing to put th- put some parts on, C6 is a better deal. Yeah. Especially, and the ZR1 now is... I think they're creeping down to like oh, the high seventies. That's not a bad. That's deal. a lot of car for that money. Yeah. Um, I saw the Z twenty eight for sixty three the other day. Did you? Yeah. Was it used or was it new? No, it was new. It was. That's almost that, because that's a car. I feel like it has a good chance of appreciating oh, in value too. And it's so good. It's so good. Like. That remains, like, one of my favorite cars I drove last year. It'll it's be interesting to see back-to-back how that compares with the GT350R. Um, GT350R will probably be faster. It doesn't have the same feel as the Z28. The Z28 is a race car. Z28 is a race car. It doesn't feel like a Camaro. GT350 feels like a Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. So you drove it? Yep. Where did you drive it? Laguna. You did? I only got four laps, so I will qualify it as that. Um... But during my four laps, I did not get the same feeling as I got. It's in not the that Z28. same raw. No. Although you weren't in the R, but the R really—I mean, it gets you lighter wheels. What else does the R get you over the regular GT350? Not much else. Yeah, uh, maybe seat difference or something. Mm-hmm. Same seats because they—they had both of them side by side. Ceramic brakes on both. I don't think they get ceramic. Brakes. I, I don't recall. I don't either. I know the big difference is the wheels, which is a, I mean, that's a significant difference. Those wheels are not cheap. Carbon wheels are not cheap at all. They also weigh like 13 pounds. Yeah. I mean, those carbon, those big wheels on those cars are weighing what the tiny wheels on my Fiesta weigh. Yep. That's in rotational weight is people, people discount that. They don't ever take into consideration that rotational weight, which is all the difference in the world. Oh, I mean, yeah. responsive-wise, brake performance-wise, everything gets better with lighter wheels. Yeah. Um, to the point where I think that lighter wheels might actually be the first upgrade I make on every car now. It makes sense. I mean, it just, even the suspension, everything works better. You accelerate better. You brake better. That. Suspension yeah. works better. Everything's better as soon as you put lighter wheels on. I was trying to get a set of HREs because they were using me as, like, a guinea pig for their fastest thing. So yeah. I said, like, let me test them for a while. But they said no. Yeah. Allen is a great guard, but their costs are their costs are not cheap. I mean, they're uh-huh. still paying. They're still paying labor and machine time. Which oh is, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't have any ill feelings about it. But yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. Like, oh, Although they have cool. their flow form wheels, they might hook you up with a deal on those yeah. at the very least. Um, back to the GT three hundred and fifty versus the Z twenty eight. Yeah, Z twenty eight is okay. So how I how I framed it was, you really can't believe there's a Camaro hiding under that visage, right? Like it's like which it is doesn't fun. feel like a Camaro. Which is funny because it feels like a race car. It's a Camaro chassis. Yeah. Same chassis. Just different different dampers, different um I believe it's got different uh bushings. Well it's this it's a suspension system out of the one seven seven. Okay. Yeah, it's a spool valve shocks. Yeah. Which are they're very expensive. Yeah. With three oh five tires and all Square stance. Yeah. And carbon ceramic brakes with a LS7 that makes 505 horsepower with a manual gearbox. It's a uh, Tremec T56, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a Tremec variant. I don't even know if it's a T56, but they're, the Tremec variants are all very, very close. It might be the MN12. There's, yeah, it's there's a few different. Yeah. Um, but that car feels like a race car. The GT350. I'm sorry about that. Uh, the GT350, you can believe it's still a Mustang. It still has that. Numb steering. Okay. Um, it is phenomenally fast. It is like I got a ride with the pro driver after, which mm-hmm. I don't really like doing, but um, 
he showed me how just how fast you could go in that car, and yeah. it's it is phenomenally quick. Do you so, just not have that initial trust like you did in the Z twenty eight? Is yeah. that what it is? The Z twenty eight, you get it and you go, I can be fast in this car. You could be real fast in this car. Like I, I took the. When I first drove the Z28, I took the second turn on a racetrack, and I was just like, oh, I could go way faster than this. <laughs> this is I'm going like a quarter of the speed I could go in this car, and then I just started pushing it harder and harder and harder. It, and the, the GT350 was like, okay, I could push it, but I'm not really getting the sensation of the actual wheel movement of the car. Okay, so it's just the precision level is not the same between the two. Yeah. What is it? I mean, the Z20, it's a race car. Yeah. I mean, you can option it without a fucking radio. Yeah. I, I mean, there's only, there's very few cars that do that, and, and one of them being, you know, a GT3 RS, you know? Yeah. There's very few cars that you can do that. And that's why I wonder, is as serious as GM got with that, is if they're going to go back and reboot the Grand Sport in this generation. Like the, So, you know, the Camaro went in when they had the regular, you know, the SS, and then they did the one LE, and then the Z twenty eight, and yeah. you know, and they, and and of course the ZL one too, which I think is a fantastic car. The ZL one is yeah. fun, um, but I'm wondering with the vet if they're going to introduce the Grand Sport back to what it was originally. Whereas in the C six, it was a mid tier package where it was, you know, it was secretly the track special yeah. because you could get it with the dry sump and forged motor, and you could basically on that all day long because the LS7 did actually have some problems. Uh, it had some reliability problems with dropping valves and, and things like that. Um, whereas the LS3 is it's an almost indestructible motor. Yeah. You never hear people breaking LS3s. No. Um, so the, the Grand Sport was a mid-tier package where you get the wide body, you get the wide wheels, you get all the, the upgrades if you bought the manual anyway. If, I like it if you bought the automatic, they're like, fuck you, you don't get all the special stuff. <laughs> um, but if you bought the manual... It was kind of their quiet track special. Um, but I think that I'm curious to see if they bring back the Grand Sport in the C7 as the serious one, as the Grand Sport originally was, yeah. kind of like they did with the Camaro, whereas the Z28 was originally in that first generation, their crazy, crazy nearly race car. If they'll yeah. do that, I hope they do it with the Grand Sport. I would hope so. I mean, that entire department seems like they they want to just keep going racing. They just want to keep pushing yeah. that envelope. And from the stuff I've been seeing out of the Camaro development, it looks like they've got a good head on their shoulders. So given the fact that the Camaro is going to, you know, we've got the Camaro incoming very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you felt out of the GT350R versus Z28, where do you think things are going to end up? It's probably going to go with Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's hard to compare the Z28 to the GT350 because they're two different um, generations. It's it's yeah. I mean, it, one is the newer generation and one is the older generation. Yeah. So those, you know, it's easy to say, oh, the Z28 is the one I like more, but I can't really compare the two just because they're not. There's the same. ten years between them. Exactly. So the, I mean, the new Camaro is already what 390 pounds. Less weight than the the last it's, generation. Yes, yeah, so it it's, uses it's the significant. Alpha platform. Well, and it, but that's in the lowest one. That's going to be in the four cylinder, I believe. That's that much lighter. So I think the V 8s two hundred pounds lighter. Okay, so even two hundred pounds lighter, and then you give it to Chevy's engineers that did the Z twenty eight, and then they'll do another two hundred pounds lighter. It'll probably be down to a thirty six seven thirty seven hundred pound car if they get a Z twenty eight out. Yeah, and if they do the same type of stuff that they did with the Z twenty eight with a lighter car, it's. It's not going to even be a contest between the two. Yeah. It's funny that that's that's my I want to see that back-to-back comparison of Z28 for GT350R because those are both of their both of their most serious vehicles. Yeah. Um but at the same time, one is a newer one and it'd be awfully embarrassing for them if it gets beat out on the track by Z28. I'd like to see that too. I'd really I think be, like to see that. Let me put it this way. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's probably very, very close. And I think the the GT three fifty R, given as fast as it is, it's remarkable that that's actually still a very usable car. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not the race car, so you could actually buy that thing and it's as insane as it kind of would be, but that could be your daily driver. It could be. Whereas it's this, actually very comfortable. The Z twenty eight be kind of a miserable daily. It would be terrible. Yeah. I'd probably do it, but but we live in Southern California, and we have problems with our brains. We have issues. Yes. We do things to cars we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Speaking of, yes, we so you get to drive the Fiesta for the first time after I'd done everything to it. It is, it's quicker than it needs to be. Uh, it's it's very very fast. It is it handles it handles like it has way wider tires than it actually does as well. Yeah, it's only what is it two fifteen? I can't remember what it is stock, but it's like two hundred fives or two fifteens. I can't. It recall. feels planted. Yeah, it feels it's still stock tires. It feels kind of like my Golf. Yeah, where it's that just kind of like minus spot on hunker down. You don't have minus. I don't have all wheel drive. Right. That's the only difference. That's really the only difference I felt. Yeah. What about I find that that car. I mean, I'm very biased because I drive that as my daily. Yeah. But it feels very lively and kind of eager to do whatever the hell you want. Like there is no lag in the steering response. You move it. Oh, no, no, not at all. And it just. Yeah. Yeah. The suspension and the chassis work that you've done to it is actually it's it's definitely made it like more of a go-kart than it is a fiesta <laughs> yeah it's the chassis the the chassis rigidity is probably my favorite thing that came out of all that all the mounting parts are great and i also i have to give once again dynamics lots of credit on those headlights because those headlights yeah. are <laughs> yeah they look good they don't suck no they're you can see they're no shit probably as good as the rcf headlights which was yeah. those are some really good headlights on that car, um, but that would be my own thing. If you've got a Fiesta, call up Diode Dynamics and or go online on Mod Bargain site and get them from them because Jesus Christ, the headlight upgrade on that car. You can, I mean, if you're decently quick in that car, you can outdrive the lights stock no problem. You put some good headlights on that car and it becomes so much more enjoyable. Oh yeah, uh, it's great on the 405. I can get on if it's really late. It'll line up like five lanes across. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, suckers! Well, I put you know it's got the HID, it's got an HID conversion in the main in the in the in the uh, lower lamps, okay. but it's also got an LED conversion in the fog lamps. Oh, so, so yeah, you get the real wide range with the LEDs on the bottom. People hate being in front of me in traffic, though it's so. They bright. were flashing us, saying that we had like they were thinking that we had our brights on. Yeah, when we were driving it, and they're not like they're pointed up. It's not like no. the usual issue you get, like. It's not the because I've I've been in you know front of that car when it's driving you know and you can see it it's not like the lights are pointed up or anything and it's not like it gets no they're the just bright weird HID effect you get with some cars where it gets a halo effect you oh, know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. the the lamps on the on that car are designed in such a way that you can totally do the HID conversion and it's you wouldn't know that it wasn't factory it's just so fucking bright I call it the eye of God. <laughs> I can see everything in front of me. Yes. It's it's very, very bright. But, yeah, it's I have a lot of fun with that car now. The only thing you're missing are, like, the adaptive, to, like, headlights where it actually moves with you. That you know is, what? That is wonderful in the canyons That's cool, but I have such a wide swath of light with those lamps and everything on there. I don't need it because I basically have 170 degrees of coverage with those yeah. lights. They are bright. <laughs> They're, it's the greatest thing ever because I can go drive the canyons at night now, and I have no hesitation doing it because it's as bright as I drive in the day. <laughs> oh, so now you need our like like front mounted headlights or like rally spec height lights just to illuminate everything. Yeah, yeah, I'd be that guy. I don't know if I can be, be the fun. Thad wants to do that on his Fiesta. He wants the rally lights on his car. Uh, although he's got a he's got those same headlights sitting in a box ready to go on his car. He should do. That do it. He hasn't. Do it. He's like, oh, I hate driving at night. I'm like, yo, he hasn't driven my car because he's got the full cob setup, whereas I've got the full mounting setup. So yeah. as it is now, I've got the the full mounting power setup. I've got the ST suspension, which is KW's lower end line. Yeah. Um, I've got the Jim Pierce uh, Motorsports um, chassis stiffening on that car, which for what that costs, go buy it if you want a Fiesta. Did beat. you do the two to? Did he do the two to four to six? bracing for you i've got six i've got the six point um from the front which ties in from the basically uh where the bushings are for the front wheels to the engine cradle back to the chassis i've also got a uh i've also got a strut tower bar which is almost unnecessary in that car but i've got it in there because jim cut me a deal um what else do i have i have the mid chassis brace and then i also have the rear tower brace in that car too um for what it costs, I think all those things together, if you were to buy them, are under $1,000. They also weigh nothing. Yeah, they really weigh... I mean, like, 
changing out the little stamped steel piece for his chromoly pieces uh, on the mid-chassis brace, yeah. it's like three or four pounds lighter than the factory one. The stuff weighs nothing. So I'm getting the chassis bracing from him, too. Yeah, you were the guinea pig. Yeah, I'm the guinea pig. Jim is, uh, like, the nicest guy in the oh world, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, totally. And you walk we into his... talking Volvo race car, because he has his Volvo race car wagon. He... I can't wait. Great. We've been trying to get Jim... You know, trying to get Jim on the show for a long time. He's a busy guy, and he's got a family and everything, so it's not... Podcast is not his priority. He's already done race car driver life and gotten all that stuff, like... He's got some serious racing pedigree. I don't know how much time you talked to him, but he did off-road racing. He's he's, he's done rally. He's, yeah, he's, he's done rally. He's doing the uh, Hyundai Velociter Challenge, like entire series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's invited me out to that on a future. It's just like every time we go and do it, it's on a day that I can't do it. Yeah, uh, it was last week, and I was picking up a bike. Yeah, it, last week I couldn't do it because I'm in the middle of of a product launch for one of my companies. Yeah, so I. And then the next date is when I'm at SEMA. So I can't do it, which is going to be a problem because now I have to deal with the Orange County court system because my court date is on my birthday while I'm at SEMA. Yeah, it might not work. I have to see what I can do about either pushing it up or pushing it back. Yeah. Because it's just traffic court. It's nothing, you know. I, I, I didn't, you know. Murder someone? Not yet. Lately. It's... But fuck, I gotta see if they'll cut me a little leeway. I'll gladly go a week earlier. Yeah, if you know, if I can. But I'm sure as fuck not paying that ticket. That's for goddamn sure, <laughs> because it was a bullshit ticket, and the cop lied. So he said he got me on radar. I know damn well he didn't get me on radar because I have a device that tells me if I got if I've been hit on radar. So um, I know you're lying, sir. Yeah. That's the great thing is, and I, you know, I always look at the, you know, when the times that that's happened, I always look at the cop and I go, huh, radar, right? Yeah, yeah. You see what's in my window? All right, have fun. Because then they don't show up to court. Yeah. And it's the like, other, I have it right here. Yeah. The other trick is you just keep pushing back the court date too, and then the chances that they get moved to another position or whatever get better and better. Yeah. It's great in Los Angeles County. You can move back a court date for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it like three times. Uh, Orange County, you can only do it twice. Um, but I'm still months. I mean, this was a, this was the ticket I got back June 13th. That'll be a couple months away. Yeah, usually it's we're, 90 we're days. almost half a year later. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, there was other big news today in that the M2 was announced. Yes, it was. Uh, you were... The first thing you said to me, like, did you see the M2 announcement? Clearly, you're excited. Expound, I am excited. I'm excited Expound. about it. it. It's a small BMW. For once! I negate. It's not small. No, it's not small. It's, it's not small. It's smaller than the other stuff. Yes. It's as... The new, the M2 now, I like the M1, the, the 1 Series M. Yeah. The, that, I think those cars, I love them because they're tiny. They're about the, they're maybe a little bit bigger than my Fiesta, but I'm fine with that. I like, I like really small cars. Yeah. Um, the M2 is about E46 size. Yes. You know? uh, yes. But with a, how much horsepower did the E46 have? The E46, I think, made. 300 or 330 i can't recall which okay well this is a lot more horsepower not a lot but like it's a lot more torque that's gonna be the key thing 364 horsepower and 359 torque right which will be phenomenal that motor is kind of a weird hybrid though isn't it um it's what is it a single turbo inline six cylinder but it seems i think it was kind of a, a hybrid between the less expensive turbo six and m3 uh, m4 parts in it it was Probably. it's not quite a full m3 m4 motor but it had like yeah it's definitely it not was, a detuned m3 motor or no m4 motor um it's definitely its own its own thing yeah uh but it should still be shit tons of fun it looks it really this car really does look to me like the second revision of the 46 m3 Kinda. That's really what it strikes me as more than anything. It'll be interesting just to see how. Okay, so it it'll probably come up against even if it's even though it's rear wheel drive and it's what is it two doors? Yeah, uh, it's going to go up against uh, Focus RS, Golf R, CLA forty five AMG, 
what STI maybe. But it's going to be in that same class. Here's the thing. But it's going to be a lot more expensive. Well, not to the CLA though. The CLA is not cheap. No. The CLA and the GLA are arguably a little overpriced. Yes. Um, Especially since the Golf supposedly has less horsepower and is faster than both of them. Yeah. Although I do like the. Don't get me wrong. I like the CLA and the GLA for. I like certain things about them. Um, I, there are certain things I like about the, the CLA very much. However, it is still a little overpriced. As I also think that the STI, STI is slightly overpriced too. It is. Um, it's not as good. It's not going to be. It's not as good as the Golf, and it's not going to be as good as the Focus RS. Yeah, and and the Focus RS got another little power bump too. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very small, but still. Uh, and I know certain people that I've been dealing with here in Southern California are out at Ford working with them tuning that motor right now. So Good. It needs to be a little bit more horsepower. Yeah. Because right now it is sitting at the same 0 to 60 times as the Gulf R. I think, I honestly think that Focus RS is going to be a faster car than a Mustang GT, hands down. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, like, out of the box, I think that's going to okay, be... Okay, so we, we actually, uh, at track days, we had the Golf R versus the Mustang GT. Mm-hmm. I drove around the Mustang GT in the Golf R. Yeah. The Mustang GT, and I know this is going to come off as just bias, but, I mean, I like I bought a Ford product. It's not like I really... Yeah. People think I have this bias. I like LS architecture because I know it very well, and it's it's easy and it's reliable to work on, and that's why I tend to like those cars. Um. I like the Fiesta for the same for the same exact reason. Just like I like, you know, certain straight sixes and things like that. The Mustang GT didn't impress me terribly. I mean, it's good. It's the best Mustang GT ever. Yeah. Just like the new iPhone is the best iPhone ever. It should be. It's the newest <laughs> version. I, don't get me wrong. I like those things. I like the new Mustang GT and I like the new iPhone. But they should be better because they are newer. Because if it's getting worse, then, then you're... Then we're having a problem. Yes. Then you're an idiot. I'm not terribly impressed with the Mustang GT. I mean, it's a it's a good motor. I like the EcoBoost better than the, the GT. I haven't driven... Well, no, I did drive the EcoBoost, but I drove it with the dog shit automatic. Oh, that thing. That Ford automatic shit. is the... Bull. Awful. But we, we drove... At track day, um, we had... Yeah, like I said, the Golf R and the Mustang out on track. I was in the Golf R, so I was very comfortable. And the Mustang driver, you know, wasn't like a pro, but he was he was confident yeah. with it. But I still drove around him. Yeah, like it's it was just nothing. The Golf R is a very nimble little car. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's. I mean, the Mustang rips great burnouts, allegedly. Yeah, uh, for street drives, but um, that's about it. You know, given maybe a different track, I can see with the Mustang GT. I mean, it's got more legs. Oh yeah. You know, if you were on in like in the Road sh- America or something like at that, at 120, the Mustang will walk away from the Golf R. Yeah. Up to 120, they're fairly even with the Golf giving maybe a little bit faster. Big Willow, for example, Big Willow is a is a track where the Mustang GT would easily make up the time. Between we were on Big Willow. Were you on Big yeah. Willow? Really? Uh-huh. That's surprising because you can pick up some speed on Big Willow. Um, back straight in the Mustang, probably about 120. So yeah. you're just creeping into where the Mustang was edging it out. But, yeah. um, but then as soon as you got up there, it was As soon down. as I was in the turns, it was just like, bye. Yeah. I mean, going into 8 and 9, I was doing 115. Yeah. It's just, it's a golf, I mean, it's just got so much grip. Yeah. It's so much grip, and and people sometimes discount that. I mean, it's like the Fiesta. I mean, it's just it punches way beyond its weight because the oh, yeah. chassis is so good in those cars. You know, uh, I like the Focus ST, but I'd rather. I mean, that's why I bought the Fiesta ST. I like the Fiesta. I mean, Focus I like ST. The Fiesta ST better. Every other account, other than other than how it drives, the the Focus ST is the better car. It's better interior, more room about the same fuel economy. I mean, it's very, very yeah. similar in those regards. It's it's a better all-around car, except for when it comes to just beating the shit out of it. And then the Fiesta ST is much better. Oh, yeah. Um, so, M2. M2 is going to be good. 50-ish grand, they're saying. Probably closer to 60. Well, yeah, 50-ish grand is going to be like, well, we're going to put wicker seats in it. <laughs> uh and your gas tank will be a Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be very Spartan. Um, we'll have no nav, no nothing. 
You won't even get gauges. No. Uh, there'll be there'll be a windsock that you hang out, and that'll tell you approximately how quick you're going. I like that. Um, or you could use like ropes. So like how yes, many knots. knots. You, know, you yeah. can actually do it as, as nautical. You're, yes. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be it, the interesting thing to me though was that so. What else is in like? Okay, you got so, an M two thirty five I, right? M two thirty five I, you can get with a manual or a ZF eight speed. They have gone ahead on on the new M two, and they're offering their full dual clutch, which is a big difference. I was wondering if that was going to happen or if they were going to stick with that because it's just like, are they going to invest the time to actually shoehorn that in there? But luckily, they have. I'd rather have the manual though. The manual in the M two thirty five I is really really good, and yeah. you know, giving a little bit more horsepower and hooking it up to the limited slip differential that it that car can come with that's gonna be fun i've never been a gigantic fan of bmw manuals they're okay they're not great it's not the best unit but it's it's a the m3 was a damn good unit i will say when i the dining one series m that i drove was one of the favorite one of my favorite cars i've ever driven and if they can get 30 percent of what dining did into that one series m into this new m2 it's going to be fucking incredible. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good car. It's probably, you're right, it's probably going to be low 60s to mid 60s if you actually get one with things in it. Yeah. Because um, my M3 was like 84. I didn't know you had an M3. No, 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 no. Like any buy one. Oh, the, oh okay. The, oh, you did the, the press, press car. car. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, that one was like 83. Yeah, which is... It's, it's a lot of money for a car. Yeah. Carbon ceramics. That's yeah. what put it over. Yeah. But it's they're really good. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm still in the mindset of like, you know, I, I guess it's always, people get stuck in the mindset of kind of in their early 20s of like what a car should cost. When I was in my early 20s, you could get a pretty good sedan for 25 grand. Yeah. Now you can't touch one for 40. 40. It's. But here's, here's my question. What else is in that price bracket? With the same kind of architecture, the rear-wheel drive architecture. I mean, what are you looking at at that point? Corvettes. Yeah. Corvettes, Caymans. Cayman, I could say, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. People aren't really cross-shopping the vet in the, the M3. No. No. It's... I mean, we'll have Alpha coming into that space. Yeah. Which will be interesting until everybody realizes that the cars run for two weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. And I like Alphas. I really like Alphas. They're horrible cars to actually own and rely on. It's a good car to own, and, and like an old Alpha is a great car to go and poke around on on the weekend. But to actually need to take that to work every day, Hell no. you're going to be fired because you're going to be late to work. <laughs> and like four hours late to work because you're going to have to get the car towed every three weeks. Probably. So I also I actually don't really like the styling of the new Alpha. It I looks like kinda, it. It looks kind of like it's been punched in the nose. But that's alpha. I mean, they've got the it's the triangle grill. I mean, well, I mean, like no, like even like a like right behind the rear, like the right behind, right at the arches of the wheels. Okay, it has that like it almost has, looks like it has a dimple, mm-hmm. like it's been like smushed. Okay, yeah, I mean, I could get where the the look of that car is polarizing. I totally understand that. Just it like sounds great. Oh yeah, but yeah, alpha, alpha. They always, know how to do sound. Alpha is like Mercedes. They very rarely make a car that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, Italians are good at that. That's the rest of the car that was like... They they make it very entertaining to drive, and they make it sound good. But the reliability otherwise, it's suspect. Um, You know, they've got carbon seats and everything, and like a year into it, the carbon will be falling off the seats. Probably. (laughs) You know, look at any Maserati. Yeah. And this is... Same automotive group. Mm-hmm. So, or well, very closely related. Not quite the same, but very, very. Yeah. Do you see the Ferrari today? The no. What? What is it? Seven sixty four TDF. It's the upgraded model from the F twelve. Oh, because the F twelve needed a big upgrade. It needed more. Yeah. Uh, so it's got crazy ass grill. It's got more horsepower. It's faster. It's yellow and black. <laughs> the it's F12 yellow. was just such a fucking insane car anyway. Then to add that into it. Yeah, I mean, you I mean it's more. not surprising. It's not surprising at all. The, the dumbest part is the name, though. It's TDF. 
And it, and it's all in lowercase. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's like the 764 TDF. It's like I don't to even, do fucking. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. It, there's going to be some great little joke that comes out of that car. Probably it's TDF though. That <laughs> TDF. It doesn't even register. Like that doesn't even come off as vaguely Italian. Like yeah, it's it, you know you could see it being like. The 764 Bolognese or something like that. I mean, it, it, the 764 Bunga Bunga. Yes. The 764 Bunga Bunga. I would buy the 764 yes. Bunga Although Bunga. Although I think the 764 Bunga Bunga would be Ferrari's first panel van. <laughs> you know, it would have it would have it comes one of the, with lines of Coke, right? It comes on the with door. lines of Coke and then bench seats that fold down into a bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what that car Drop would down be. Drop-down disco ball. Yes. Disco, disco. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll have to look at it when it, we're done with this. But I mean, it's it, it, it largely looks like an F12 still, yes. right? Yeah. I like the F12. I think that's a very good looking car. I think it's probably almost too much motor for its own good. Mm, probably. Because everybody I know that spent some time in it, like, hey, it's very drifty. Very drifty. I like drifty. Um, so, uh, all right. Well, at this point, we're kind of hitting an hour mark, and yeah. uh, we both have places that we should probably be not here doing a podcast. You have a wife, and I have a business to run. Yeah. Um, we got busy. We're busy. I have to go to Vegas on Thursday Ugh. Uh, to go launch a product. Um, well, that's, I'm that's sure I will come back with – I'm sure I will come back with stories from that because it's going to be very interesting circumstances. Well, Jeff won't be here next week. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll be back. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff has, you know, well, he he has a daughter now, and he's well, no, no, no. he's very tied up between that and work. Yeah, but I know. don't think that was because of today. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think. Oh it, no, no, no. He yeah. had his dog had to go in for surgery this yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was Frank or Beans, but yeah. Fingers crossed that everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, old dogs, man. Old dogs. Yeah. And wiener dogs. You know, that's the thing is, is Dash Hounds. Um, they have back problems often. I think Ugh. that's the issue with those guys. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, looking, yeah, it's, long. Like a, it's a long wheelbase. <laughs> Lots of sag in the middle. Lots <laughs> of sag in the middle. That unibody's a little flexy. It needs chassis bracing. It does need chassis bracing. We'll call up Jim Pierce and have him fab something up for it. Jim, please, can you do some chassis bracing for some toxins? Yes. So, all right, where uh, where can we find you every day these days? Um, I'm writing a bull ride, so go check out our site there. Uh, you can find me at Jonathan underscore Klein on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I talk things. And I'm going to be able to rope you in when we're in Vegas, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be there on Wednesday. Um, and as usual, you can find me at Hayes Data on Twitter. Uh, I'm usually friendly-ish and will yeah, reply to... Sh- shouting at to, people. I will shout at people, but not usually fans. No. 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 Uh, I will nice shout at them. companies that fuck me over mostly. Um, oh, uh, real quickly. Let yeah. me do a shout out to uh, Shoei and Alpine Stars. They hooked me up with uh, all new gear after I wrecked the bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a new helmet. I got new jacket pants and shoes and they all work lovely this is we don't make much money in this business but the the upside is this stuff like that sometimes the people that we work with take care of us yeah it was really cool um the helmet is really really good it's the lightest one it's carbon then kevlar then carbon composites it weighs like two pounds there's fairy dust in there too right yeah yeah uh it weighs like nothing the enchanted helmet Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm i like it uh the enchanted helmet it sounds like a Bad gay strip club. <laughs> <laughs> the enchanted helmet. The enchanted helmet. Come. Let your. I don't know. I lost my. You just thought. left it at come. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the enchanted helmet. Come. Yes. Mm. Anyhow, uh, you will not probably find me at the enchanted helmet. I have no issue with the. <laughs> Are enchanted you sure? Hel- yeah. Come on. I. I have no issue with the enchanted helmet. Do you? Do what you will, what makes you happy. <laughs> However, you will be able to find me in SEMA, as, as I said. Uh, come by the Magnaflow booth. If we're not on air, um, feel free to come in and say hi. Uh, and then, as usual, uh, if you want to do a show, head over to Shout Engine. Um, we will take care of you. Uh, our plans are going to be changing very soon because I cut a new bandwidth deal. Um, so, And I know I've been saying that for a while, but I'm I'm basically running three companies right now, so I'm doing everything I can to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um 
it's been a lot. My average days this week have been in excess of 30 hours. That's uh, just terrifying. Yeah. So my recommendation to you people is don't become an entrepreneur unless you're okay not sleeping. It's okay. I do like about 13 hours a day. See? That's that sweet journalist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We make so much money. Uh-huh. I make nothing. See, all my money goes right back out and right into the companies and it is an investment. Um, oh, I should also say uh, I, uh, I got to hang out with Travis Kalanick a little bit last night, CEO of hmm. Uber. Uh, very nice. His family was fucking great. Uh, his girlfriend was there. She's very, very sweet, and her grandparents are there. Grandparents are German. They're from Stuttgart, and we Ooh. were talking about Zuffenhausen and, uh, and the house that the Porsche built. So, um, But anyway, as I said, uh, shout engine if you want to do a show, and um, – we will be back next week with things that we don't know about yet. Uh, with things and such and, and such, people, possibly. Uh, sundry. Um, and then there will be a rash of SEMA episodes. We're gonna j- I'm just going to try and record a bunch of different stuff. Just don't um, stop recording. Yeah. There will be celebrities. There's going to be engineers. going to be heads of companies. Uh, like, legit, like, actual celebrities. It's going to be interesting. Not us. No, not automotive <laughs> people. No. Uh, not, We're yeah. not famous. No. Um, so, yeah. Uh, SEMA, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's all I get to cover. And then, of course, uh, go harass Jeff on uh, on Twitter, too. Hit him up at uh, Jake Locker. So that's it for Hooniverse this week. Uh, We'll be back next week with things and break. Peace.